All right. Welcome, everyone, to episode 30 of APS Radio. My name is Jim Bernica. I've got Stephanie White joining us again. Good morning to you. Good morning. All right. So this is episode 30. Uh, I originally had you, originally met you on all the way back on episode 10 with oh. Heather from San Francisco and Dr. Sarah Janke. But we were talking about maternity issues back then, and I only found it fitting that you would join me today because that's what we're going to do today as well story of my life well thank you for reaching out and having me again it's very exciting very exciting stuff so what we're going to talk about is the pregnant workers fairness act which actually took effect less than a month ago june 27th mm -hmm. so what does this new law actually do well this new law is actually coupled with another law called the pump act uh and that has to do with breastfeeding and pumping mothers, obviously. They named it so that no one can misunderstand it. And those two laws fill in a lot of the gaps that were left by ADA and by different civil rights acts that had to do with pregnancy and discrimination. And what this allows for is that pregnant moms, moms seeking fertility treatment, postpartum moms don't have to actually prove that they have any kind of pregnancy disability they now have to have a burden of proof that shows something that needs an accommodation. So if I am vomiting a lot from my pregnancy or um, if I have hypertension from it, diabetes, those kinds of things that aren't a disability, but that they're hampering my ability to do certain things, I can now get a an accommodation for them, which you couldn't always get in the past since they're not disabilities. Sure. I, I remember working with departments in which they did not have a restricted duty or light duty policy or really, really any type of policy. Um, and they were just kind of just running things old school. Let's cross you know. that bridge and come to it. Yes. And, and so right now with this, they still don't, these departments still don't have to necessarily create a policy or any of these things unless they're asked. Is that right? So pregnant women and uh, women trying to become pregnant, the, the whole, that whole gambit time scale, you do have to reach out and ask. It is on you to ask for those accommodations. But that being said, I would really think that it would be in a department's best interest, especially with these new laws being more stringent. Pump Act, I think, will be under... Labor Department, they'll be enforcing that. And then EEOC, Title VII, that will be, they will be enforcing the PWFA. So it's going to be really important for departments to at least get something basic on paper so that they can keep themselves out of trouble with this and have a, a guidebook, a game plan for how to deal with, with moms. We've only been having babies for millions. Millions of years, so. <laughs> so this, I mean, this is this is already a law. So really, they, they really should already have something in place. Would be the ideal thing. But if, but if they don't, like, time is of the essence because this is going to be an issue sooner than later, probably more sooner. Don't quote me, but I believe departments have all workplaces have 180 days to come up with with a way to deal with this um, and how they're going to handle it. And I know they do that with a lot of different laws, but I believe, believe it's 180 days. 
that being said, summertime's going by pretty quickly. 180 days isn't crazy long with uh, the laundry list of tasks that most departments already have to accomplish. So just, yeah, add another thing to it. But this is add another this thing. Is significant. This is significant. So I know also um, work with some of the departments I have in the past, like there's a really big fear of retaliation on the female firefighters when they're dealing with this kind of stuff. Does this kind of cover that? Does this kind of make it safe for them to actually make these requests with the hope that they're not going to be punished? Is there anything set in place for this? There, There's always been something set in place for that in terms of you can't discriminate against a pregnant worker. That law was already in place. I think this law normalizes pregnancy a lot more, though, when you talk about that fear of females and the fear of retaliation and discrimination, I think this is a big step towards saying, oh, hey, 53% of the place is female, obviously not in the fire service, but nationally, and 53% of the workforce is having babies. Maybe we should make that easier for them to accomplish. So hopefully this will, at least from a broader government perspective of your local county or city government, start to open eyes and normalize, okay, our female firefighters have babies. What's our attitude towards that? And what do we have in place to protect them so that that discrimination you talked about isn't happening, that whole, oh, she's just getting knocked up to come off the line and get a nine-month vacation kind of attitude that some have had to deal with, unfortunately. Hopefully that'll take that out through just education and normalization. Perfect. Yeah, I hope so. Um, so I know that this just, I mean, it just took effect. So we're we're really early on in the stages of figuring out truly what this can do and can't do. But what are what are some things, some accommodations that you know just come right off your top of your head that you know that this will this will kind of uh, help these firefighters out? One of the biggest things, and this is a frequent complaint I hear, is uniforms. I know it might sound so tiny, but employers now have to provide uniforms as a mom gains weight and gets farther into that pregnancy. That actually has been a fight some places. Some departments have used that as a reason to tell women they have to go on light duty before the mom wants to. The thing also with this is that you cannot force an accommodation on anybody. So you cannot say, obviously, if someone can't physically perform the duty, then you you go through that that paperwork and that process of proving that, but you can no longer say, hey, you're pregnant. Well, you never were before, but you really can't now say you're pregnant off the line instantly. And this makes that a lot more clear than prior acts had. This, this blatantly says in there, you cannot force this accommodation on this person. So that's a big one, along with the uniforms. Um, the PUMP Act, another big thing out of that is it really clarifies more the accommodations that you have to give a mom who is pumping. And I think the most common complaint I've gotten from female firefighters is the accommodation they gave me, the place they gave me to pump was uh, the tool shed or they managed to wire up a door handle on one of the closets so that I can pump in there and kind of 
makeshift a lock, this really clearly says what qualifies as a room for a mom to have to pump in. And it, it could be something as simple as an office. Listen, if there's an office door that locks, throw an extra sign on there saying that that's the place for moms to pump. Most most firehouses will have that. So this isn't some end of the world. We've got to go build new firehouses adding on pumping rooms. No, you don't. You just have to have a clean place with a door that locks. I mean, let's be reasonable with this. It, and it spells it out so that moms can hold people who are trying to make them pump in a tool shed, you know, more accountable. So it, it does make things easier for moms who might be given a tough time with something. Now, I will say this, because this is the other big question I'm, I'm getting asked is, how is this going to apply to moms who want to stay on light duty longer? Because there is a big fear going around right now about PFAS, about carcinogens in breast milk. It's almost the pump and dump. Do I, if I run a fire, do I dump my breast milk, you know, for the next two or three days? Nobody really has an answer to that right now, but those studies are being done. So there's a big sense of fear among moms who are or breastfeeding of what am I passing on to my kids? So um, a lot of moms have asked for, can I stay on light duty longer while I'm breastfeeding? And that's been denied. The PWFA now covers reasonable accommodation postpartum. So it's going to be very interesting. And I am reaching out to the EEOC to try to get more clarification on that because Obviously, when they, they write these laws, they don't tailor them to the fire department, right? And we we have such a unique lifestyle and work structure that we need more clarification as a uh, profession than I think most workplaces do. Reaching out to them to say, okay, how does this apply to a mom who can point to the level of carcinogens that have been found in breast milk of female firefighters who says, hey, I want to stay on light duty for six months while I breastfeed my kid to protect my kids. I think that's gonna be one of the biggest things we're gonna be getting asked too, because something like that can fall under that. That is potentially a reasonable accommodation, especially when you can point to the fact that they've been found in there. So this, this is really, I think, gonna cover a lot of things that we haven't thought of in the past. Did a mom, tear her abs um, or have any other kind of pregnancy injury that OBs really struggle with checking us for because they think that we all are either stay-at-home soccer moms or work behind a desk. They don't think of the fact that we are tactical athletes. So what about that? A mom who got not necessarily a disability, which is what the past law covered, but an injury from this pregnancy, okay, now she can now have a reasonable accommodation for a little bit extra time off to rehab that. So now we can have moms going back to the field because that injury I just mentioned, tearing her abs, I think between 63 to 69% of women do that. It's a common, common thing. But that's where you hear moms complaining of bladder control issues and back pain and all that. We've got commercials all over the TV for products helping moms with that because it's such a common problem. Now moms can have a little bit of extra time to make sure that's getting taken care of through physical therapy so they can go back to the field and have longer careers, I think, than what we've seen in the past. 
verbal vomit. Yeah. No, it'll be good. It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. And we, what we need more than anything with that is time and somebody to actually work through this stuff um, and really clarify what the law is. I think that, so there's no case law right now. Brand new baby law, pun mm. intended with that. So it's someone somewhere is going to get themselves into trouble, right? Or the fire service. It's, it's how we, uh, so we discover and learn is who's gonna who's gonna do something silly first. So, so give it time. You, you know, you kind of covered there the whole postpartum issues, but what about the you know some of the issues of with trying to get pregnant? Will this cover that as well? So that's another hot topic in the fire service, right? We've discovered that both female and male firefighters are in this very dismal category of having fertility issues. Um, we haven't yet fully done a American study on male firefighters, but the Danish studies that have been done show that gentlemen, your sperm is in trouble at the moment, um, especially after you were in a fire. And then moms, we see a lot of moms wanting to come off of the line when they're going to go through fertility treatment, because obviously if you're paying these ridiculously steep prices for fertility treatments and you run a bunch of calls at night, your hormones are out the, they're out the window and you're not going to be able to conceive anytime soon after you've had a couple bad nights in a row. So moms sometimes want to go on light duty and are either denied that or they're put on some sort of late duty timer. 11 to 12 months, hey, you can only be on modified duty for this this long because we treat so many moms. We treat pregnancy as an injury in a lot of departments, which is ridiculous. It's a naturally occurring thing. And so you see moms have a tiny, tiny window in which they can get pregnant and then have the baby and then as fast as possible within six weeks, struggle to get back to the field so they don't get a letter saying they're getting fired. This obliterates stuff like that. Because now I can say it does cover the pre-pregnancy period. So it does cover people trying to get pregnant. So now that can be a reasonable accommodation. I can prove here are the studies that say lack of sleep does this to your, your hormones. And I mean, if that starts getting, if that keeps getting denied, that will definitely be something that gets departments into hot waters. So that's actually a very large win for families trying to trying to start a family. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, so again, I know I kind of put you on the spot because we know some stuff about this, but we there's still probably more questions than answers at this point in time, just because it's so new. But do you, uh, is there anything else that we're missing? Anything else you want to touch on? At least for the, the time being, I know with time, we're going to learn more about this. Um, and you and I talked about this the other day. So I'm going to get on a, a tiny little soapbox for female firefighters. Um, and that is, this stuff is amazing. The fact that it is now going to become easier to be a mom in the fire service is is great it does take a lot of stress 
the difference between my first child 12 years ago and now is night and day in the fire service. But with that, with any kind of win, we love to push the boundaries. Um, and something I'm seeing more and more is mom staying in the field until they are about to pop. And I think what we need to take a step back and remember is it's absolutely fantastic that our careers um, are being protected and that we are now able to do these things to be a mom and to be a firefighter and we don't have to pick and we don't have to struggle in the middle at the point where we're becoming moms. But I think we do need to step back and remember that all the things that we are exposed to just because we can stay on the line for nine months now doesn't mean that it's the wisest thing in the world. Um, look at our bodies, not pregnant, male and female. You know, you have a rough tour of no sleep. You, you feel inhuman. Your body is destroyed for the next four to seven days. So do we necessarily want to be pushing that boundary while we're growing a tiny human inside us just because we now can I think the culture is really changed in a lot of larger departments. The, uh, oh, she's just having a baby to, I, and I say that, and then I remember a comment a guy made to me two months ago. He said, um, yeah, she just, she keeps having kids every two years. So clearly she doesn't want to be in the fire service. And I, I said, that's how you, you do it. You have your kids two years apart and that way they're easier to, easier to handle and they're all going through kind of the same things together you don't wait five to seven years between kids and it's just a light bulb in his mind was uh, so we do still struggle with that thinking in some places but I think that thinking is slowly going away so you know, wind you up in soapbox yeah no you Go mentioned ahead. you mentioned earlier that uh and I think it's so true like you shouldn't have to choose no and it, it, it was kind of set up beforehand where you you had to choose. I remember with my first son, um, had him. And when I came back to the field, I was looking around uh, and there were not a lot of moms at busy houses. It just was not a thing. And I remember when I first got hired, Seeing a very strong, fit, gorgeous, capable young woman who did a lot of our CPAP stuff. And when I graduated the academy, she was gone. And I said, you know, what happened to so-and-so? And they said, oh, well, she had kids, so she had, to, she had to quit. And I thought, that's my life option. You know, if I want to have a child, I have to leave. And I saw that so many times. And it was like the moms who did have kids and stayed were just these ultimate superheroes because they managed to do both, but they still often came off busy lines because the support wasn't there. It just wasn't the novel concept. So that is changing. It really is. But as that changes, we still need to be careful as moms, realizing that everything we're doing on that shift is affecting that tiny little human that's growing inside us. So let's be smart about it. Let's not push a boundary just to push a boundary 
because we've dealt with so much resistance for so long. This is something that, that is bigger than us as women. At the end of the day, that kid's more important than winning that fight. Save that fight for later. Absolutely. Very nicely said. Good stuff today. I, I know for our, our viewers and listeners, I know probably we're hoping for some more answers and we just don't know that. We yet. don't have them. Uh, I've reached out to multiple lawyers. I uh, finally got answers from two of them and it's no one wants to touch this subject yet. And I think a lot of, of departments um, that have reached out to me have said the same thing. Hey, do you have an answer? Because we've reached out to all these lawyers and we're not getting one. And nobody nobody is prepared for it because this is something that with all that's going on in the world kind of slid under the radar so nobody even yeah. knew it was it was going to happen unless you were paying attention to it yeah i so, know uh, uh in the iff statement they mentioned that they're going to probably talk about it at alts and so that's you know six months from now sometime in january and so they might have some more answers then but who knows if we learn and we have more answers, we'll just do another episode. Just another reason so, to spend quality time with you. Well, in retirement now, you've, you've got that quality time. I have that quality time. You necessarily don't. I will say this. I think the safest thing departments can do is have a plan, right? We've talked about this. We've talked about medical marijuana. It's you know this thing is going to happen, right? You know marijuana is going to get legalized in your state. You know women are going to have babies. Have a plan. Know where you can offer a woman modified duty. Have a spot somewhere, even if and you're a tiny department. And include your female firefighters in that planning. Who better to write the policy? Like, give them a say. It's It's about them, you know? The last thing they need is a bunch of old guys dictating what they do. We like to say the fire service is reactive, not proactive. This is one of those things you want to be proactive on. Save yourself some heartache. That's and right. we'll have more answers, hopefully. That's right. So, but it was, you know, at least we, if nothing else, we're getting the word out that this is the thing. And, you know, our female firefighters, have options now in which they didn't always. And I am going to give the Beltane Guild a plug. Um, I am their their policy director on their board. I will be, every time I find something out, um, I will be putting something out on social media, on our Instagram, kind of little little nuggets as I find them to help, help people along this journey. MySpace. Listen, hoping I, it makes I, a comeback, man. Would I, mean, I be in, would I be in your top the, eight? The music, the background. Mm. Kids these days have no clue what they're missing. Nope. It was tremendous. And he always yeah. had one friend, no matter what. You're we, never we alone. Leave, we could Tom. leave away messages on AIM. So don't talk to me, new generation. Ooh. Ooh, yes. You are my generation. I appreciate you. All right. With that, let's let's get out of here. <laughs> She's Stephanie White. You can catch more of her on the Five After Midnight uh, podcast on fire engineering. And uh, she's Steph, and I'm Jim. And we'll talk to you hopefully in a few months and give you more of an update. More answers. More, yes.
So thanks again, Steph. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jim.